You're on the Team 1040 Sports Radio. And this is D-Mac and Ball. Stand up and sound off. The numbers to call are 280-TEAM or Star Team on your cell. Now, here's Barry McDonald and Rick Ball. Hey, thanks for joining us on this Wednesday morning. Esquire time on the Team 1040 is four minutes after eight, after six. <laughs> Can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> Reload. Yeah. Jim Robinson would say, there goes the perfect broadcast. Yeah. Ten seconds into the show. A mix of sun and cloud uh, today, 40% chance of showers, a high of 13. Uh, tomorrow, increasing cloudiness with showers beginning in the evening. It was It's going to be windy near the water late in the day with a high uh, all of right. 14. There you go. Esquire was, time, now 8.05. Windy last night out at the was uh, palatial ball estates. Is it palatial? Well, it's a house. <laughs> I'll bet it's palatial. Cable went out. Yeah, a big hotshot, uh, what do you call it, play-by-play guy there? Got to be palatial. Cable went out, uh, bottom of the 10th inning, so I didn't get to see the rest of the baseball game. Go out in my house, buddy. Yeah. What a finish. Jack what? Bloom hadn't, hadn't had an RBI in eight weeks. Pinch hit home run to win the game. Hasn't had any sleep since May when his wife gave birth to triplets. <laughs> Might explain the lack of RBIs. Yeah, he, and he, he, he didn't think it was out when he hit it. He knew he'd hit it well. He just didn't, because it, it was just a, a line drive. And it just, he just hit it hard enough, and it wasn't out by a lot, but. No pictures in the scorebook. Got to get the uh, Paulie. Sorry, you didn't get your heads up. We got to find the the call of the White Sox, White Sox guys, and then compare it to the call of the Astros guys. There was a considerable difference. There was a considerable yes. difference. So we can dig up those play by play calls. But uh, yeah, what a seven five. The White Sox beat the Astros in fourteen innings. Roy Oswalt on the hill surrendered a four nothing lead, giving up five earned runs in the fifth inning. Who would have thunk it? No, you're exactly right. We've talked about yesterday the fact that here in Game 3, the Astros, you have to think, are in a very comfortable position being back at home where they've been very tough to beat, 53-28 and 28, during the regular season and, and throwing Oswald out, who had been 3-0 and in the postseason, and he manages to give up five runs and in the top of the fifth, goodbye lead, and it took until the eighth to uh, for Houston to tie it up. But the, but the stat that uh, really tells the story is the one that shows Houston with one hit. After the fourth inning. Yeah. And it was Jason Lane's base hit in the bottom of the eighth that tied the game and forced all those extra innings. But the inability to clutch up was awful for for Phil Garner, who didn't Phil Garner's team who didn't mince words after the game. You know, he just said it was a terrible showing by us at the plate. And it was. Morgan Innsberg, who made a real nice defensive play leading off the fourteenth that, that resulted in a double play right before uh, Bloom's home run, has been horrible at the plate. He just looks completely overmatched, and this is your cleanup hitter. Yeah, this is a guy you have to count on and to be a. And it's not like he's hitting line drives at people or having really bad luck hitting the ball in the nose. He just looks completely overmatched and completely lost at the plate. And this is from a guy who had, well, I think, thirty-five homers during the regular season. Oh, the Astros look lost completely as a team, uh, and it doesn't get easier tonight when the White Sox can finish off with a sweep. You got Garcia against Backy, your pitching matchup. Yeah, Backy's Backy's sort of underrated on that staff because of the the status the other three have. Uh, Freddie Garcia has been pretty nasty, and he was a guy actually was a was Houston property, and was traded to Seattle in the Randy Johnson deal back in I think it was '99 or whenever. Carlos Guillen went over in that deal as well, so Freddie Garcia's got a chance to. Uh, when uh, when the World Series finale against the team that he originally broke in with, so. Too bad that it looks like it'll be a sweep. I mean, anything could happen. Well, I mean, we saw the Red Sox become the first team ever to overcome a three nothing deficit last year in the LCS. But you know, this series looks like it's over and done. Um, and it's too bad because there was reason I think to be interested in this series that 
people did not latch on to because it wasn't a marquee matchup. Their ratings are very low. Ratings are low, but the White Sox hadn't won since 1917. The uh, the Astros had never been there, and I think had it been a compelling series that went six or seven games, people might the momentum would have built. Now, this one will be long forgotten, barely after it's over. Yeah, you know what? I I I'm not. I don't share your your suggestion that it could well be over tonight. It could, sure, it could. And you have to like Chicago's chances. They've played very well. They've lost one game in the postseason. They've really had it going since the final yeah. week of the regular season, Rick. But all it takes for Houston to get back in this thing is one win. I know it's a cliche, but if you do that, and Clemens is healthy enough to pitch Game 5, then you've got Pettit and Oswald ready to go as well. Uh, it was like Boston last year when they won that second game against the Yankees. They still had Pedro and Schilling to come out and flip in Game 6 and, and Game 7. So Chicago knows that if any chance they get to go for the jugular, they better take it. Vancouver Canucks, uh, by the way, we've got game four of the series right here on the Team 1040 tonight, starting at 520. Canucks win 3-1 in Minnesota. Route 2, Henrik Sedin, Naslin, the goal scorers for the Canucks, who dominated this hockey game, have now won six in a row. They're 8-1-1. That equals the best-ever 10-game start for the Vancouver Canucks franchise. And very deserving of that win. They were the better team by far on the night. Todd Bertuzzi was perhaps as good as he's looked all season long and as frustrating as he's been all season long. Well, you talk, did, did Mark Crawford tell Tom Bertuzzi he's not allowed to shoot the puck anymore? Yeah, you talked about that last week when his penchant for being pass happy. He, he's always been had a little bit of that in his game. He likes the pretty stuff and he tries it once in a while. But when you're right in front of the net in prime scoring position, I don't think you're looking to make a pass. And he tried to pass to Marcus, who was covered. Well, Bertuzzi it wasn't. Pri- you know? It was just prime scoring position. He was alone. Well, I know, I know. It was one on goalie, and he passed the puck. And earlier in the game, in fact, on his first shift, he had a great chance from the slot uh, and elected to pass as well. In, after the one in the second period where he was one on goalie and didn't shoot, and, and he, they sh- showed a shot of him sitting on the bench, looking up at the scoreboard, and then mouthing the words, "What was I thinking?" <laughs> with I a was. couple of expletives in there. <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> he did finish up with three shots. Those came in the third period, I believe. So. Yeah, well, uh, two in the third, one in the second. Yeah. Anyway, having said that, nice to have an. It's nice that there's an unselfish component yeah. to his game. And having said that, that's unselfish. as good as he's looked all year. Yeah, you're right. He, he was, was creating chances, skating miles. He looked really good. Yeah, we're one, not shooting the puck. We're one eighth into the season, and and it looks like he's probably starting to round into shape. Now, considering uh, keeping one eighth into the season in mind as well, B Mac, is it safe to say? And I know they've had good starts before, but the Sedins have finally arrived. You know that, they look really good. You know that um, fine, fine uh, daily. It's a it's a it's a free daily called Twenty Four Hours. Yeah, heck of an article in there. I believe it's going to be in tomorrow's edition. <laughs> and it's uh, it's all about the Sedins. Big Daddy's got another gig. It's not Big Daddy. <laughs> let me tell you, B Mac. You Is sure it, you got time to do this stuff? This is your debut. That's uh, number two. Number two. Yeah. Oh come on! What happened to the first article? Oh, solid. I never saw it. I can get you copies. All right. <laughs> uh, copies. Um. I, I, I agree with you, and 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 the sort of the premise of the article I wrote was the fact that these guys have endured an awful lot here. They've been called the sisters. They've been called the Bobsy twins. They've been called other things that aren't terribly complimentary either. But you know what? They've they've endured it all. And you know they might say, "Oh, we don't read the papers. We, we everything's fun." You know that's that's pretty much what they'll give you. But I, I totally agree with you. They are they are. Uh, and I think the rules help them, too. Uh, they do. Right? They, they don't have to battle through clutching and grabbing, because I think before they simply weren't strong enough to do it. Or fast enough. But, you know, they, they're cerebral. They're committed to both ends of the rink. 
and I I agree with you totally. That was a beautiful goal he scored last oh. night. And the one the night before, or the yeah. game before, when Daniel on the redirect. Yeah. And Ansa Carter looks good on the right side. And they actually look better on the power play than the big line does. You're right, they do. Puck on the string. They look really good right now. Interesting stat. Canucks are 50 games over 500 when both Sedins show up on the score sheet. Hmm. 50 over 500 since they've arrived in Vancouver in 2000. And, of course, they were both on the sheet last night. So, Sorry, finish your thought no. there, big boy. No, I don't think I had one. <laughs> Canucks uh, had... Uh, You're giving me a lot of credit there. Another power play goal last night, 12 in the last six games. Uh, by the way, goal scoring in the NHL up 32% over the same period of time last season. And I think that's significant. I mean, there's there's oh, so many statistics that, that, are, that emerge in sports. That one... I think reflects a better game. You know, there's there's more opportunity. There's way more flow. BC Lions in Edmonton on Friday. How about this comment from Eskimos receiver Ed Hervey talking about Casey Printers last year winning the Outstanding Player? All he did was run around and throw the ball downfield on broken plays. Why do you make that comment now? And I know, you know, Casey doesn't need any extra motivation, or the Lions don't. It's a big game on Friday. They know it. But why would you even fathom? Blurting that out with a big game against that team on Friday night at home. What does it do for the Lions? Do they play with it? Do they post it? Do they talk I about would. it? I would. I think Casey, I mean, yeah, he did make a lot of plays on broken plays last year. I think he looks way more poised this year, even though he's played much less than he did a year ago. But Isn't making plays on broken plays a feather in your cap? Exactly. Isn't that a good thing? I would say, I would say so. Wouldn't there the possible knock on a quarterback be, hey, when he gets great protection and gets time, he 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 can find a receiver, right? I went with you. That's but a negative. When the, so when the play breaks down and he ad, is forced to ad lib, and he does it very well. Yeah, and he only passed for five thousand thirty three yards, thirty five touchdowns I last think, year. I think there's a compliment in there. Yeah. Ed. Well, they didn't. It, the it certainly wasn't presented that, that way. <laughs> I know. Uh, by the way, Dickinson says yesterday's practice was the best he's felt since the concussion happened. That's good news. Uh, took some first-team reps as well, but Casey will start on Friday. And, of course, we'll have the game for you right here on the Team 1040 from Edmonton. Biggest game of the year so far. Friday night, pregame at 5, kickoff at 6. All right, tonight's the night, BMAC. Yes, it is. $40 million up for grabs you in the you. Lotto 649. Yeah, you betcha. Canada's biggest jackpot ever. Got your ticket yet? Yep. Do you? Oh, yeah. Do you have a... Like a special set of numbers you play, or do you I do didn't. Pick, quick pick. I didn't. I've played. I've played family birth dates before. Yeah, but I just went uh, quick pick. So it's forty million. So, yeah. So you're buying your tickets now because it's forty million. If it yep. was ten million, couldn't be bothered. Yeah, I. I, I was ten, and when it was what, then it got to be about twenty. No. Nah. Thirty. You don't need. You don't need thirty million dollars. It's just something about forty. Well, <laughs> it just gives you a little bit more to play with. It's a pretty good chunk of change. <laughs> I don't understand. But you know what? You know what I'm going to have tonight? What? A chance. And me? Nothing. I, I, Zero I, I, chance. I, I, <laughs> Rick, it's one in 14 million. Get in the game, man. Like I said yesterday, you have as much chance of dying 15 minutes after you buy your ticket as you do of actually winning the lottery. Here's uh, and you're still breathing. So <laughs> there you go. I don't, I, don't, I don't smell what's a that wind. song by Alanis Morissette. Ironic. Yeah. Buy the lottery. Dies the next day. Right. <laughs> So here's Rick Ball's numbers for tonight, folks. So don't pick them because you'd have to share the prize with That's them. right. Well, I'm not buying a ticket, so don't worry about here's it. Here's his random selection. One, two, three, four, five, six. A lot of thought went into that. 
I said, no, give me, give me your second one. So he started giving me 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and we cut that one off. 3, 6, 7, 19, 44, and 49. Rick Ball's tickets for tonight's 649 and I'll tell you, jackpot. The, my daughter's three years old. I put the 6 and the 49 in there for 649. And then, of course, the big line, 7, 19, and 44. Bertuzzi. Yeah, as on a and the significance of the forty nine. Oh, six six forty nine. What about the, and she's three? Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Sorry. You now, if those that. numbers win, I'll be taking a leap off the uh, Lionsgate <laughs> Bridge tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'm not buying. It. <laughs> now you laugh at my one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, I do. This is this illustrates to me as good as anything what the odds are of winning the lottery. The odds of one, two, three, four, five, six are ex- coming out of that giant b- machine are exactly the same as the odds of any other six numbers you might pick. Okay. Well, I, I'm rooting for you. <laughs> I, 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 I'm rooting for you. What's the first thing you buy if you if you win it? Oh man, I'm buying a nice big house. See, listen to him. I am. He's sucked in now. He's gonna go. You're gonna go buy a ticket. No, no, not, yeah, not a freaking yeah, chance. Yeah, I'm hey. buying. I'm buying a nice big house with an ocean view and a monster home theater room, where I can sit and watch my high def television on my hundred inch projection screen in full we're Dolby digital surround sound. We're 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 Gracie, <laughs> where you can't hear Gracie. Daddy, me hungry. <laughs> what are you buying? I don't know. I'm I'm pragmatic. I would put the money away for like forty million. You put that away for a year, and just spend the interest. You'd still have more money than you could ever spend. I might buy the BC Lions if David Brelly wants to sell them. I'd, I'd then hire a new play-by-play guy because that guy sucks. I'd donate some money to charity. Oh, <laughs> help with the orphanage. Hey, easy. I'd, I know you I'd, would. I'd pay for Pratt's visit to the Betty Ford Clinic. <laughs> Are you, you must be Betty. I'm here on BMAX dime. You know BMAX. You won the big lottery. All right, let me in here. What's the number here? In case somebody wants to call me. <laughs> oh, a Toyota team here? Toyota team. People are going to want to call me. They're going to want to talk to Big Daddy. We're going to do the show live from here. Give me a guest. A reef. A reef. Give me a bottle, too. Where's the crown? I need the phone. <laughs> Go talk to Trevor so, Linden. Sounds so much like him, doesn't it? It's just spot on. All right, let's make the poll question this morning. Do you play the lottery? Are you buying a ticket tonight? Yeah. And what's the first thing you buy if you win? I like that. All right, there you go. I like that poll question. You can weigh in on the website live at our team1040.ca. We'll get some calls in later in the show as well. I like that poll question. Because I, I just don't understand people that buy lottery tickets. I don't. There's a lot of things I don't understand about Have you, you. ever bought a lottery ticket? I haven't. You, 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 you serious? Never bought a lottery ticket. I've had them given That's to me. That's I agree. Gretz knows. Hook up, the, uh, hook up the, the, the lie detector test. The polygraph. Did Braun get it in here? Never bought a lottery ticket. Now, I've had them given to me as, you know, gifts and cards and stuff yeah. like that, but... How about a scratch and win? How about a scratch and win? Wow. That's good discipline. Yeah. <laughs> Will you come over and visit us in our new home? <laughs> Am I allowed? Look what you could have had, Ricky. Be back and ball on the Team 1040. A big show coming up. We've got uh, Dan Schulman of ESPN has been working the uh, World Series. He's in Texas. He'll join us at 720 this morning. We're efforting a BC line for 8 o'clock. We've got... Uh, Pierre Maguire. Dan Schulman's at 820. Pierre right. Maguire's at 720. Right. Coming up next. Talk lines 8 o'clock. Canuck Report at 740. And next, Ben Kuzma, the province in Minnesota after another Vancouver Canucks win.
3-1 over the Wild. We'll hook up with Coos. En route to uh, Colorado for the double dip against the Avs. Next on the Team 1040. Esquire time is 19 minutes after 6. First with breaking NHL news. This, this is Vancouver Sports Station. The Team 1040. 